Keith said MapQuest. Are we just going to let that go? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, everyone, to the Gravity Beard Podcast. We're recording today in Studio A. Thank you, as always, to our listeners. We appreciate your continued support. All right, let's begin. Last year's inaugural Smorgasbord Festival was an overwhelming success. As a result, we took it on the road for an epic world tour. That was an even bigger success. So we had no other choice but to do it again. Listeners, I'm thrilled to announce the 2019 Smorgasbord Tour. But before we go any further, I'd like to introduce someone. You all know and love him. He's the co-host of Varmints, the popular animal podcast from Blazing Caribou Studios, and he's agreed to return once again to host today's discussion. It's the great Paul Chomo. Hey, Chris. Hey, Paul. Welcome back. Thank you for having me back. This was a blast last year, and I'm I'm really looking forward to this. Well, I noticed that last year you were willing to do it for free. This year you're charging us a fortune. Well, I mean, yeah, I I think I did a pretty good job last year, and I, I've decided that I am not going to give my services away for free anymore. So I, I have asked for several cases of LaCroix as payment, and uh, I have them right here. I, lots of tangerine, which I enjoy, lots of apricot uh, that I'm enjoying, a nice refreshing can of. So I, I really do appreciate that. Well, Paul, anyways, we're joined today, again, by three other friends of ours. Let me introduce them. First the co-host of Pop-Up Filmcast, Keith Gala. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Glad this... Uh, we made enough money to pay uh, Paul's LaCroix bill and have a second uh, smorgasbord. Yeah, I'm as well. Okay, so next is the co-host of Headline Heroes, Drew Mick. Welcome, Drew. Hey, so happy to be here. This question is for Paul. Uh, what, what LaCroix are you currently chomping at? Oh, right now I am enjoying a a lovely, delicious, refreshing apricot LaCroix. Mm, That's a good, that's a solid one. It's the champagne of LaCroix. Everybody knows this. (laughs) Drew, did you say chomping at? Yeah. That's what the kids are saying. I would know because I'm a kid. (laughs) I think if you're chomping your LaCroix, you might be doing it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, kids do a lot of weird things now, so... And then they freeze it nowadays, and then uh, they, they crush it up into little pieces, and then they chomp it. There you go. And that's how they get lit. <laughs> and they do their Fortnite dances. And stay on fleek. Well, touche. Touche to me. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, either way, we've got one more person to introduce. Finally, the other co-host of the Pop-Up Film Cast, Derek Glasscock. Welcome, Derek. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have nothing to add. Uh, thanks for having me. Derek, do you chomp or drink your LaCroix? I do neither to LaCroix. Um, LaCroix's fine. Um, I I prefer boobly. Oh. Interesting. Oh, you're one of those boobly guys. You would be. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, only because I thought it was uh, sponsored by or endorsed by or made by Michael Bublé, but it is not. It's spelled entirely <laughs> different. Um, but equally refreshing. Derek also thought it was alcoholic, but it was real sad that day. (laughs) Yes. Well, all right. The other thing I wanted to do was I wanted to thank all of you because you guys went to tremendous effort to make this happen this year because I don't think the listening audience knows this, but 
all five of us are from different states, and you were nice enough to fly in to uh, Gravity Beard Studios in Studio A so we could sit down and have this discussion. So, Paul, you came in from Florida. Yes. And Keith from Georgia. Derek from Wisconsin. Drew, you're in Minnesota. Or you came from Minnesota. Is that right? That, that is correct. And you all flew into Texas just to do this, this very project. So thank you very much for doing that. Yeah, it was an all-night all flight. I also think I got on the wrong flight, but uh, happy to be here. Yeah, and let me say that this studio is just opulent and beautiful. Like, you really spared no expense in this place. Absolutely. The bathrooms were nice. <laughs> the light bulbs are great. <laughs> A refrigerator stocked with LaCroix, as I demanded. <laughs> there must be LaCroix in the refrigerator. I'm, I'm glad somebody saw that. Yeah, I expected your rider to be a lot longer, but you were nice enough just to limit it to a, a vast array of, of LaCroix. Yeah, it's just LaCroix and an uh, Asian masseuse, which you also provided. I really do appreciate that. Of course. All of, course. of which were in the fridge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a walk-in fridge. <laughs> she's, she's really miserable. She's freezing. Yeah, that was a strange request, but it was the only way we could get Paul to do this. You came through. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Okay, well, with all of that, let's begin. Take it away, Paul. All right. Well, here's what we're going to do, gentlemen. One at a time, I'm going to give one of you the name of a band. Then you are going to give us their brief backstory. It might include their history, some of their songs or albums, names of band members, whatever. Afterwards, the others can ask questions or add what they remember about the band. Then we'll play a song from their catalog. There will be two rounds, and each of you will go once per round. Any questions, guys? No. Crystal clear. I'm all good. Great. At the end, we'll put together a music festival from the six, six bands we've introduced, and we'll decide which band will open, who will be the headliner, and the order in between. Do we have an order of who's doing what? We do. I'm glad you asked that. So before you all joined us, I did need to determine the order. So a few months ago, I got lost in a blizzard while competing in the Iditarod, <laughs> and death seemed imminent. And I was going to sacrifice myself so my dogs could survive. But then my lead dog, a Boston Terrier named Kevin, turned to me and said, Toph, you can't do this. What about the Smorgasbord tour? <laughs> and so I slowly put down the rock that I was going to use to crush my own skull. The storm suddenly ended. The sun came out. And then Kevin added, you should let Drew go first. And then Keith. And then, and then Derek last. That's going to be today's order. Kevin is a very smart dog and a good, good boy. <laughs> well, I'm with that out that. of the way, is everybody ready to begin? Yes. Yes. Excellent. Game on. All right, Drew, the first one is yours. Please tell us everything that you remember about Kid Chaos. All right, so uh, Kid Chaos. This is a band that I fondly remember. Uh, they were best known because they threw all of their concerts on uh, various uh, pool floaties. Um, so it would always be on, of course, some sort of body of water. They'd be out there just floating away. They'd have a cooler next to them, just jamming. Um, they, they formed, in fact, uh, on a, at a beach party. Um, they just like, were kind of tapping on the, the coolers they had and kind of banging around the pool noodles. Um, that was just kind of their early instruments, but of course it evolved, uh, from there. Uh, people like they, they had to be on water that was like written into their contract and people would try to like trick them into like showing up to a place without any water. And famously they, uh, 
they were invited and the 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 organizers thought they had tricked kid chaos into showing up to a festival in a desert but once the festival began lo and behold kid chaos had shown up like a week before and they'd like created a a man-made pond in the middle of the desert and we're just kind of floating there and just jamming away it kind of uh ruined the ecosystem a bit in the in the desert but that's fine they also at one point played in a water tower and everyone kind of gathered around the water tower and they were inside the water tower but you know you couldn't really hear them at all because the acoustics were just so bad in there um they would play in yachts uh bridges but again everyone would just be on the yacht and the bridge or whatever and they would just be down in the water kid chaos himself is a guy named damien marco and when he first started one of the early hits was a song called marco solo and it was just marco just out there just jamming it was a bit of a call and response song i i think i remember best their album trim parade and probably their best song off of that was uh memphis rocket train that was very late in their career. They kind of faded off. Uh, I think they just kind of floated away, just down a lazy river, <laughs> just kind of disappeared after that point. But uh, yeah, I just, uh, they, they, they hold a special place for me. Yeah. I think drew the, um, you were referencing when they played in the water tower, that was, uh, it wasn't so much as like a concert. They had people outside cause you couldn't hear inside, but that's where they actually, I do believe they recorded trim parade. Mm hmm. Was that, so that was the actual recording sessions. They 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 put themselves inside that thing for like a week yeah. uh, to record the entire album. And just kept playing it over and over again until they got just the perfect cut. They put the microphones in to the water tower, but no one outside could hear that at all. So question about that. When you yeah. record for a week in a water tower, how do you combat the pruny skin problem? <sighs> I, I think at that point they had been in the water so much. There's so much that they were basically just amphibious frogs at that point, just so immune to it. Maybe they were just in a constant state of prune. No one really got close. So they were just so out what, there. What you're saying is uh, there's a theory about Kid Chaos, the Kid mm-hmm. Chaos theory, and nature found a way, and they turned into frogs while mm-hmm. they were in the water for so long? Uh, yep. That's, that's pretty remarkable, actually. It is crazy. They they were at a park and uh, out on the river there, and uh, you know you come across some eggshells out there, and suddenly you know Kid Chaos is there. <laughs> I think that's maybe where they went. Yeah, there was a rumor for a while that the drummer had to be rushed to the hospital mm-hmm. because he had a stomach full of tadpoles. Mm-hmm. Did you guys hear that one? Yeah, over a gallon. Over a gallon, he had to have his stomach pumped. Yeah, he had to get his stomach pumped. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's always just been an urban legend. It's like, if true, like what? How? What were they doing? <laughs> they were on the floaties. Was he just like sticking his mouth down in there and just like swallowing them up like a big beluga whale or something? I don't know. That was Damien Marco himself. That was Kid Chaos. But allegedly. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to hear... Memphis Rocket Train by Kid Chaos from their album Trim Parade. Check it out, you fool. 
All right. That was, again, Memphis Rocket Train by Kid Chaos from their album Trim Parade. All right, Keith, you're up. Tell us about the band Hip Hop Anonymous. Okay, so uh, Hip Hop Anonymous. Oh, man. Now, I am uh, Derek and I, uh, right around the same age, uh, we grew up uh, with hip hop. We also both uh, went to the same college. And Derek, I don't know if you remember, but Hip Hop Anonymous came through uh, Charleston, I think, in like our junior, is it a junior or senior year? And they played at one of the local bars. Sticks. And I think Sticks? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, it. I, I can't say it was like the world's greatest performance. Um, I remember there was an after party at this place called Panthers, which was a, uh, a, a towny strip club right next to sticks. Um, and I, I just ha- happened to go and hang out at the after party, but uh, that's, we don't need to hear that part of the story. That sounds um, very similar it, to the, the discussion we had about last year's festival. Look, when I go, when I go do concerts and stuff, I go have fun and outside of just the concert that I see. I mean, it's, <laughs> you're taking a whole lot in. I, granted, this was in college. I really didn't have any place else to be and I didn't have money to travel at that point. So I, you just do what you can. Anyway. And, and no, no job interviews to go to? No, not yet. Not yet. We're, yeah. we're okay. still ahead of that. So yeah. So this probably would be my junior year because my senior year, I would have been going on some job interviews. Anyway, um, I was the, uh, I was the hip hop music director at the college radio station. Uh, WEIU down there in Charleston, and they sent me over to go and check these guys out um, and see about doing a little bit of an interview with them. That's again how I end up at the after party. I never actually got to interview them. Um, something about they wouldn't let recorders into um, recording devices into uh, said Tony Strip Club, which seemed very weird because. They had no other rules really there. But uh, over at Sticks, it was good. The acoustics could have been better. Um, the, they were they were working with their debut album, um, Are You Sure It's Not Gravity? Which, I I don't know, it always seemed like a weird title to me. Uh, but they really seemed like a, um, you know, they were, they were, I thought they were destined to be a little bit more. I remember taking, uh, they had some copies of the vinyl for Here It Comes. And they took that, uh, and I, I took a couple of copies back to the radio station and I, I started playing them there. And I thought eventually these guys were going to blow up really, really big. Um, I think I've seen at uh, the local Goodwill, even down here in Georgia, a couple of copies of the album, um, just sitting there like CD copies of it there. But I, it's a little bit hard to find. And I think most of them were just sold out of the back of a car, um, that they would drive around going to these little college show so not as not as big of a band as i hope they would be um it's probably why they remained anonymous but uh yeah that's it's a solid hip-hop group that i i thoroughly enjoyed and you know, i really wish like spotify and, and places like that would carry it because i can't find the album anymore is it true that they originally wanted to call themselves hip-hop eponymous and then just too many people complained that it was too hard to pronounce yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, if I remember the early stage shows, they did a couple under that name, and everybody dressed as as African safari animals. Yeah, and <laughs> they also, I think they. One of the things I did talk to them about in in the one interview was they said that they had to change the name a bit because 
they were they didn't want to keep getting calls from zoos to do like local charity events uh, they're like no that's not what we're about i'm we uh, well we like wildlife and you know save the animals etc but we're trying to start up a hip-hop band here um and we're gonna go see some colleges instead yeah uh i mean it was i, I didn't pay there was no cover to get into sticks um i think i i drank a couple of baltimore zoos while i was there mm-hmm. and enjoyed myself for the evening and uh probably enjoyed the rest of the evening too but uh you know <laughs> uh tangential story the reason you can't bring a recorder into panthers is the year prior the doobie brothers had come to town and this bootlegger had approached me oh, and yeah. asked me to sneak a recorder in to the show the doobie brothers had done at the strip club um so i was like oh i don't know and he offered to give me some money so i said okay so i had the tape recorder in my pants and i started dancing like i was like really <laughs> dancing when the dude players were playing and it fell out of my pants and the recording and everybody just stopped they couldn't believe they were shocked that a tape recorder had made it into the doobie brothers concert uh mr doobie himself looked at me and gave me a stern um and father-like uh point and not a shake of his head oh no uh, I, I was terribly embarrassed um they confiscated the recorder they they didn't arrest me but i helped in bringing down the bootlegger um and therefore they were no longer you can no longer bring a recording device into the the panthers i had heard that mr doobie himself like pointed at you unhinged his jaw and let loose a big huge horrifying shriek <laughs> and and like wasps wasps flew out of his mouth <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't want to bring that up because it, it's, it was tra- it's still kind of traumatic <laughs> for me. Um, I'm just now getting over the shame of the point and the, the father, like, you know, tisk, tisk, tisk. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. so sorry, Keith, I didn't mean to ruin that for you, but I did. No, I had, I, I knew there was a reason I couldn't remember it. I was thinking too much about, uh, the hip hop band. Uh, but yeah, I, I completely remember that going out. That made front page of the, uh, the EIU paper. It did, yeah. Yeah. No other no other papers in the city, just that one. But yeah. You know. I wanted to the circle back to the Panther. Um Yeah. Now even I have heard of the Panther. Like everyone's kinda heard of the Panther. It's kind of where the, the social elite go as well. So like Keith, have you been there? Like, did you ever run into any anyone famous? Um, not not super famous. Yeah. Um camp camp is famous. I saw a teacher there once. Uh-huh. Uh, I get a really good grade in that class without doing anything because you saw because you saw each other at the Panther and just kind of like nodded at each other like I won't tell if you won't tell and then there was some a mutual agreement. There wasn't much of a nod; it was a look of shock on his face. He hustled out and, and went backstage. Returned backstage. I I really had to do nothing in that class the rest of the semester. And <laughs> yeah, that's about famous as uh, as it could get there. I saw the Doobie Brothers. Well, yeah. well, see, by the time, okay, but like after Derek got busted, a lot of famous people stopped showing up because they were worried uh, about, you know, about that and, and worried that people were going to be trying to tape stuff while they were in there. Um, yeah, so I, I, I think less and less of them got there uh, by the time I started hanging out there. The Dewey brothers being the, the, the last people to, the famous people to, to, to be there. Not not the last, but it was the it was the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot about your your teacher. Yeah, well, and and obviously hip hop anonymous, but maybe that could also be why they've never blown up is because they then became associated with hanging out at that place as well. Derek, really, Derek, geez, 
Mm-hmm. And, and nothing is more uh, damaging to a rap group's um, notoriety than being, uh, you know, known to hang out at strip clubs. It like really damages their reputation. People can't take them seriously anymore after that. And once word got out that Hip Hop Anonymous was at a strip club, and if I remember right, they gave they gave massages there as well. <laughs> See, now you're kidding. Now, you, now you're getting into the weeds of of Panthers, now, the, yeah, the seedy underbelly. Anyway, that's my real recollection of Hip Hop Anonymous, and um, yeah, I just I I thought they would be bigger than than they ended up being, but uh, man, here it comes is a fun song. All right, yeah, let's hear "Here It Comes" by Hip Hop Anonymous. Here it comes, yo, here it is, or oh, there it was But where was it when you needed it because You fall to the waistline when your waist rhymes Search gotta flow when it comes to fat beats and bass lines I heard the rumors and the fables Remove them like the tumors on tables Rumors for the willing and the able So turn to the next page in your manual and flam, flam All over the jam, chill, lounge Kick your ten little toes up at the edge of this way The blade save your spade As the groove plummets you to another dimension May I just mention Fences and mountains were all made for climbing And you're stuck to your grip like a little That was Here It Comes by Hip Hop Anonymous from their album, Are You Sure It's Not Gravity? Our third band is for Derek. Derek, tell us about People Colored People. Oh, man, People Colored People. Uh, they are definitely an interesting group. Uh, they started out like uh, people don't realize that uh, in their early inception, they really wanted to get their sound out there so they can be like on carnival cruise commercials maybe insurance commercials that's what they were really gunning for like they had they had zero integrity they didn't really care uh, they wanted their music to be heard by lots of people while they made decisions about what to do with their vacations right like they had a sound that it was like kind of calypso kind of caribbean like very beachy and like uh, drinking a drink and enjoying yourself. And, and they wanted to get that mark, that market, right? Uh, and, and, uh, Larry, <laughs> I want to say his last name was Frankenstein, but I know it's not right. Uh, it might be like Larry, uh, Frankincense or something like that. I can't remember exactly. We'll just call him Larry F. Uh, he was a lead singer. This was his brainchild. People colored people. It was, it was all about, you know, the world is one and we're all happy, but our songs, are light and meaningless and they are fluff and they should be like the bed of a TV commercial, right? Maybe a diet soda, right? You know, something that, you know, made people happy and, and lifted up their spirits. And, and so they did that. They, they grinded that scene for so long and were so utterly unsuccessful, uh, that, uh, Larry Frankenstein, I, I guess that's what I'm going to call him. I, I can't remember. I, I could look it up. I'll, I'll let Paul do that. Uh, but Larry Frankenstein, uh, <laughs> he, 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 he had like a, a break or a snap or something like, uh, he, they were a group of like 18 at one point, uh, people colored people. He got canned everybody, got rid of everybody, hired new people to be in his band, uh, 
and they were going to take like a real serious look at the horrors of living on this planet. Uh, their album, it was, uh, what, it was, uh, what, uh, laughing through the trauma and all, all 37 tracks of this double disc really focused on the trauma of just breathing in the existence of, you know, this, this, this world. And, and, but the one thing they kept true, like Larry really kept true to was his love of like that, that light calypso-y, like having a margarita and having some fun, you know, like sound. But their lead single, man, man versus man. Uh, man, like it, it, there's, you know, there's cars on fire. There's, beatings in south africa there's rapes at a grocery store i mean like <laughs> you know what you're in for for the next six hours when you listen to laughing through the trauma and, and, and like they put it all out there and, and you're like oh man maybe this will be the song that it's a bit of a reprieve we can like relax for a minute take a breath uh and, and, you know, it starts out, you know, da, 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 da. there's some steel drums on some songs. And then, and it just, it's just, uh, just a constant reminder of the horrors, the horrors, the absolute pain that it is to just drag yourself through the everyday life. Um, that is, you know, being a person. I think when I first came across these guys, I don't remember even when, but that's what struck me as well was just the, the, the disconnect or the juxtaposition between, them keeping the musicality that they had in their earlier days with this new darker theme that they were going with. Yeah, and like their earlier stuff, if you can find it, it's probably, it's a very rare. You might find like um uh like a a cassette single somewhere like 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 Keith was saying earlier at, at like a Goodwill or a thrift shop or something like that, but they're rare. And and they are so vapid. They are just meaningless songs about like blue skies and crushed ice and getting a suntan and you hear it and you're just like boy i don't even know who this appeals to uh i i can't even listen to it but there but when he made that turn like i don't know maybe it was just the years of being a failure that just made him snap well i was cruising reddit and i came across a a people color people subreddit Mm. and I, i didn't read the article but it looked like there might be an article that that talked about maybe a personal tragedy that he had faced, and that, oh. that might have been the trigger. There was a little bit of speculation. Again, I was I was in a hurry, didn't have time to, to read the article. Man, with a last name like Frankenstein, you know, you never know uh, what his life's <laughs> like. That's a good point. No, it, it was six hours long that song, and just you know, <laughs> no, sometimes no, no, not the song. The, the, the double <laughs> album was six hours long. Uh, man versus man. <laughs> Are you was, sure? Yeah, it was just, it was set seven minutes and thirty eight seconds was their lead single. Yeah, oh, okay. Drew, Drew's talking about the the live version. Oh, oh yeah, they 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 do jam like they they just forget where they're at and they'll play for a long long time. Yeah. And they just they go through and they'll just, they're just naming out really depressing parts of history. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, like a it's like a worse we didn't start the fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but but it but it's a a a very fine uh you know granular timeline of the Holocaust put to a song, you know. You're just like uh, Now the interesting thing that I find out with these guys is no matter like how much traumatic stuff that's in their lyrics, 
like when you listen to this album, you still feel really good throughout it's the whole upbeat. thing. Yeah. It's like, now, it makes you move a little bit, like a little shoulder swagger. Yeah. Now I've actually, in the past, I've gone through and I've looked up online their lyrics and, you know, trying, so I can sing along as I go. And I was reading them without the music and I, I was, I, I openly weeped. I, I was so <laughs> yes. saddened by you what was going on. Weeped. <laughs> Yeah, in the middle of the library, <laughs> looking this up, I, I started. I started to cry, and and so then I got back in my car and I and, put I put the got CD a book in. On how to like conjugate verbs and stuff? What is <laughs> the past tense of weep? I openly wept, <laughs> and uh, thank you, Derek. <laughs> so I was crying, and I I got in my car and I I put the CD in and. Despite now knowing the lyrics, I still suddenly like had this warm feeling in my heart and mm. the music just really. So it's amazing. Like I, I did. I feel like I should be on a cruise someplace and I suddenly felt very happy and free, regardless of the fact that I still now knew like all the lyrics to all the songs and it, it, the music just still can move you in that way. It's, it's a great, uh, it's a great experiment if you guys haven't done that before. Yeah. So, but Keith, right when you get into that, that cruise mentality where you're just like, yeah, this is great. It starts talking about the Titanic. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. just, it's just, you just throws you back into it. And it's just like, it, there's no rest. It, there's a bridge on that Titanic song, uh, where it is, uh, just breaking down the processes of drowning. Like, mm. uh, you, you know, but very melodically, right? You know, like, oh, like this, this feeling of euphoria, uh, the choking on the water, right? Your lungs are slowly filling. Like, it really breaks it down. Um, it's all just the panic, panic yeah. on the Titanic. Well, you said you memorized all the lyrics from one reading. So, Keith, you were yeah. like, very, that was. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. I was going to ask Keith for some lyrics, but. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there it was. But, yeah. and, and that that song actually. Uh, the Titanic song was it wasn't on Laughing Through the Trauma it was on another album mm. that dealt with all water related tragedies mm. so I think there was another song about the Edmund Fitzgerald mm-hmm. and then there was one about the Exxon Valdez mm-hmm. and it, it, wow. it, it, I think it was that even that one was like 12 or 14 tracks but it was all water or ship related tragedies mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah that Exxon and Valdez I, one is is all just like uh, with drums, it's a it's a very interesting. Cause it's like spoken word over drums on that one. They they've only performed that one live like two or three times. Yeah, I was at one of those shows. Ooh, ooh. And, and actually, I do have one more memory. You know how there's some people that you know they they just don't hear lyrics when they listen to songs. It's all about the music for them. Mm-hmm. Well, my my next door neighbor had an aunt who, for whatever reason, was huge fans of these guys. And when her niece got married. She insisted on playing some songs from People Colored People at their wedding reception. And she could because I think like you described, Derek, she just heard kind of the kind of the cruise, kind of the light, the 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 drums and the lightheartedness of the musicality. Mm-hmm. But I gotta tell you, it, you know, the rest of the guests picked up on the lyrics and it went quite poorly. Yeah, I, I can I can only imagine. Was was that before or after like the dinner was served? It started around when they cut the cake. Oh, oh okay. Mm. Oh, mm. yeah. That that that'll ruin a reception. Clear it out pretty fast. Maybe that was her goal. Mm. Well, there was a lot of cake left. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And you were just like, yeah, all right. Or for me, yeah, because I I was completely unaffected. I just got extra cake. Yeah. You're one of those. You know, some people hear no lyrics. 
just the music some people hear all lyrics no music you you just don't hear anything and you just eat the cake <laughs> you just see cake yeah yeah i, I just look out for extra dessert mm-hmm. 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 there's nothing wrong with that don't be ashamed oh i'm not <laughs> um and, and if i may i uh i didn't really i i just had to think about this a little bit more i, I didn't have to look it up i just had to think about it um <laughs> <laughs> amazing recall yeah uh, I, like it's <laughs> okay well this is only a few weeks ago that i read some of these lyrics so i oh, didn't think okay. that long to remember them. but uh that exxon valdez song uh, i i they really <laughs> stuck out to me uh oil spilt full tilt Boogie brought down, caused the duck frown. The coastal lines blackened, the coastal lines blackened. Matter of factual, the regulations slackened. God, BP. Yeah. Matter of factual? Is this like a, he was like cribbing zippity doodah? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Remarkable. I mean, I mean that fits with the theme. I mean, I can't look. I I read a lot of their lyrics, so I can't. Maybe I'm messing up a word there somewhere, but that seems pretty on point with what that song was. At least the opening of it. Wow, oh, this it's just real trip down memory lane. Yeah, I, and I mean that that song. I mean that that really that one though really kind of sticks with like a specific point in time of of um and and the Exxon Valdez and stuff, but uh. Their, their one, their real big song, "Man Versus Man," is is very timeless. All right, well, let's hear that. This is "Man Versus Man" from People Colored People. versus man from people colored people from their album (coughs) laughing through the trauma drew we're back to you our next band is the jack officers (laughs) drew tell us a little bit about the jack officers (laughs) (laughs) so uh Sorry. The the uh, Jack officers. <laughs> they are a band of humble beginnings. Um, they uh, they were all, they were all men named Jack. Um, they st- they were all co-workers. Um, 
and they all were working together and they all kind of discovered that they uh uh played different <laughs> instruments and therefore like could form a band from that um there wasn't like lead singer it was all just kind of them you know whoever dropped out would just they all had similar enough voices that one could just like fade out and another one could fade in and just pick it right up there so it was really impressive um that that took years for them to develop though but um back when they first started they were all co-workers as i said and um the kicker was they didn't really have a lot of time uh uh, outside in their in their everyday life to uh really practice so the the time that made the most sense was to do it while they were working um and they were all uh, men of uh jacks of authority and they were all like <laughs> they were all meter maids uh so they would go around and they were issuing tickets and they were jamming at the same time um but like it's it's like super hard to be taken seriously uh, when you're doing that, so like both, like who who's gonna listen? Who's gonna take that band seriously? But also like, who's this jerk giving me a ticket when they're just playing a song while they do it? Uh, I'm just gonna rip this up. So eventually, they their, their numbers fell, and they just they they were left with no other choice but to go full time musician. So that's when they really started to take off, trying to spread the word on their their band. But the best way, I, at least I remember coming across them was uh they would use cereal boxes and it wasn't like they had like a, a contract with any company or anything they would just kind of go into grocery stores and like slip their mixtape into a like a, the occasional wheaties and it wasn't like every wheaties it was just like one or two boxes in a grocery store so it it, it worked best for them um, but i remember one day i was just pouring my bowl of cereal um, and lo and behold boom mixtape right there i almost poured milk on it they got into the spotlight primarily with their album, My Head's on Fire. And every song on there was like related to that. Uh, there were songs like, What Are You Doing? Get Some Water, uh, Call an Ambulance, Stop Staring, Do Something Please. <laughs> uh, and of course, My Head is Still on Fire. That was the mixtape that was in my Wheaties, my bowl of Wheaties. Um, was that one. Yeah, I, I do remember another album they had, The Sexy Dance Fighting. Um, that was a good one too. Do do either of you? Does anyone else remember anything about them? That's kind of where I'm coming from. Oh yeah. Um, well, okay. First of all, I always thought the uh, the mixtape in the serial was a urban legend. I didn't know that that mm. was actually a, a a true thing. Like can confirm that did happen to me. Yeah, but I, I, they must have only put in like healthy cereals, like Wheaties and stuff, and not in like you know like Cocoa Krispies or anything like that that I probably was eating. I don't think they kind of chickened out when it came to those sugary cereals. It was only the ones that didn't have a crowd around them. So the Wheaties. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I always, I was always hoping that I would open up a box of cereal and find uh, a mixtape randomly stuffed in it. I, I thought that would be great. Um, sexy dance fighting. That was the one that they were passing around the mixtape. That was that the second album. Um, let's just say my head's still on fire. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Sexy Dance Fighting, though, is an album that uh, I remember listening to hmm, probably I don't know, like 10, 15, 10, 15 years ago. And it I, I just remember like really going through a phase where I really enjoyed this because every song on it is 
it's kind of got a feel of a cover song, but it's not mm. a real cover song. And so it felt like it was something new to me, despite the fact that there's still familiarity to the song. And so it really kind of hooked in. And I, I, I probably listened to this album a, a lot for at least a, like a two month span of, of the summer of, oh, uh, it's probably the first time, like summer of 2003, maybe something like that. That sounds about right. Yeah. And, uh, it, it, I, I really, I tried, uh, I tried getting more people into it. I don't know if anybody else had the same type of affection for it that I did, uh, back in the day. But, uh, yeah, Sexy Dance Fighting is a very memorable album. Well, Keith, I mean, you, you pushed that album on me one time. And it's, it's really just an album full of pseudo covers of songs that don't have a lot of lyrics put the cha-cha music <laughs> so there's like the no 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 cha-cha-cha song and then there was a, like their kind of cover of bow bow you know that song um bow bow whatever that is and then cha-cha-cha yeah but they changed but, it to cha-cha-cha cha-cha-cha song uh tequila they did that one um cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But to a cha cha beat, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's almost like they had one of those pre programmed Casio keyboards that <laughs> you could press, like, a, a sort of rhythm and it would, you know, it play the, play the rhythm for you. And they just kind of played over that. Um, yeah, you, you tried to get me into, into, listening to the jack officers keith and like yo you should really be you should really be a jack officer with me and i was like well <laughs> i can't i can't see myself jack officering um in my car or even private because it was really it was really embarrassing just to think about it like they, they weren't that good man i I, I just like unique versions of, of songs. So it's a unique, the cha-cha version. Now, granted, yes, it's a, it's a full, it's a full album. Uh, an EP probably would have been perfectly fine. Uh, but yeah, look, I don't know. At least you gave it a couple listens. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, 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 I tried listening to it through the right earphone and I tried listening. I, I shifted all the way over to the left. Like maybe it would sound like somebody different. Um, no, nah, it was it was still just the same Jack officers. I I would uh, I I had that mixtape and then I, I I kept getting more and I got um, the sexy dance fighting album and I, I many much of my childhood was spent. I would go in my bedroom. I would lock the door, sure, close the windows, put the shades down because I didn't want anyone seeing me or yeah. hearing me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, be, being my uh, the Jack officering, yeah. uh, listening to them, <laughs> and then I would go. I was so ashamed of it. I would go onto the. They had forums online, but I would have to clear my internet history because I didn't want my parents knowing. And, and you know what's wild is like I didn't realize till I was older, and like everybody just like freely talked about the Jack officers. And I was like, really? Uh, like, well, yeah, you know, it's, it's like, I, I was a teenager and I got into Jack Officers once, you know. It's like, all That's right. what they say. Everyone does it. Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> but you don't know that when you first hear them, you're like, oh, who would actually do this? I mean, yeah, sure. It's kind of, you know, there's a little bit of shame to the dirtiness of Jack Officers, but, you know, whatever. Well, to each I'm- their own. Yeah, to each their own. And the church I went to actually told us that (laughs) 
that listening to the Jack officers was was dirty and wrong, and that yeah, we shouldn't like, do it. Yeah, yeah, I went to a Catholic high school, and I had an old nun telling me, you know, like you're gonna you're gonna be tempted to listen to the Jack officers, uh, but don't do it because then you won't want to get married. Yeah, exactly. And That's exactly what I was told. Yeah, who man. are you gonna listen? Like the church is saying one thing, your doctor's saying another thing. I don't know yeah. what. I mean, I guys, know. I'm having a real like. I'm having. I'm. I'm been a little quiet here because it's really throwing me off here. I now. I think people used to look at me really weird when I'd be out in public <laughs> listening to the jazz. <laughs> yeah, you know, and rightfully so, right? If yeah, if 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 you whip out your Walkman in public and throw in Jack officers. Yeah, you're going to get some looks and you don't want to do that near a playground, heaven forbid. Keith, where were you going? Were like playgrounds or like dressing rooms? Where were you where were you Jack like listening to the Jack officers? <laughs> um <clears throat> the subway? <laughs> <laughs> Like tourist destinations, like. <laughs> I, I eventually um. began enjoying the Jack officers at the gym, especially in the dressing room. Like when I was getting ready to to go home after a good workout. Uh, nothing I'm like just, the Jack officers before you go home after a workout. I'm sorry. It's just most of my when I listened to them was just by myself alone. I just it, just the idea of publicly doing it is. Ugh. You know, I don't think I thought that there was anything wrong because I would always see the old men at the gym as well. They'd go into the steam room and they'd they'd be listening to the the jack officers. <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what. As I got like I'm gonna take it back. I, I, as I've gotten older, like when the wife and the kids go out for the afternoon, you know, I'll listen to the jack officers uh, <laughs> in every in every room in the house. <laughs> you know. <laughs> You got one of those uh, those bows? Uh, yeah, system. you know, yeah. it's like, hey, why not? You know, I I I like non lyrical coverish songs set the cha cha rhythm. Yeah, and I'm not as afraid to say it anymore. You, there hasn't been a time where your wife has come home early. No, well, I always make sure, you know, like, hey, text me when you're on your way home so I know. <laughs> I, got, I, I can't leave any evidence that I listened to the Jack officers while she was gone. The horror, you know? <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, here is the song No, 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 Cha, Cha, Cha by... Jack officers.
right, that was No 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 Cha 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 by the Jack Officers from their album Sexy Dance Fighting. Keith, you're up next. The band is Bullet for Adolf. All right, so Bullet for Adolf. It's, you know, it's it's a bit of a... Um, it's a it's a bit of a misleading name. I, I think well, not really, because I, I don't know, for some reason I always thought I was gonna have a little bit more of a um like a, a foreign uh like German rock sound to it of, of some sort. Um it, you know, being a little bit more of a of a of a positive, like these are people running around, they were shooting bullets uh, on, on behalf of Adolf. Uh and and so the first time I heard these guys, I thought they were somebody else. Uh, at first, and it, it was at a it was at a small bar. Uh, I see a lot of these things again. This is another one of my road trips. Uh, this was oh man, what was it? Uh, this would be right around the beginning of two thousand, and I I had been overseas for a few months, and I came back and I landed and I I landed in New York, and then I road tripped my way from New York back home to Chicago. I had nothing better to do uh i was just coming home from a job and with nothing else better and a couple of times i stopped along the way and one of them i stopped and i was staying at a at a night's inn and i asked the guy at the desk hey do you guys know anything entertaining going on around here and he sent me over to uh this local bar that had that had bands play all the time and that's the first time that i saw a bullet for adolf and I didn't go in looking specifically i looked at the they had a nice little poster on the side there's a handful of different bands that were on there um and but they all had seemed to have like german themed names um so i thought maybe i was like i was like well it's, it's january so it's not like oktoberfest or anything like that it's kind of weird uh but then they you know these guys actually um i listened mostly to hip-hop uh i was much more familiar obviously with the earlier band hip-hop anonymous but i always do go through my phases of listening to like these indie rock bands and these guys were they were uh they were right there they they really stole the show overall. Um, I don't even think I can remember. Hmm. I don't even really think I can remember any of the other bands that were there that again, you guys got it's 19 years. So I don't remember everything that happened that long ago. Um, but they had a good rhythmic sound to them. Uh, a good quality. I think I probably bought a CD from the merch table at some point, but, uh, I've moved around plenty since I, I guarantee I still don't have it. Um, you know, I, I remember the cover of the album though was, was, was really kind of cool because it was kind of that, uh, there used to be that, um, the comic book cover of Captain America punching Adolf Hitler, but this one, they, they kind of mocked it up to show like their lead singer punching him while, uh, the, the drummer was like holding Adolf Hitler, uh, in place and punching him. And, uh, I guess that should have gave away to me that wasn't a German music based band, but, uh, nonetheless, uh, I do remember seeing them at, at one point. I, I looked online for them every now and then to see if once I got back and was living in Illinois for a while, I looked around to see if they would ever come through town and, uh, and I never did hear of them again, but, uh, I, I liked, I remember I probably drank a lot that night too, but I remember enjoying my time seeing them. First off, I can think of no better thing to celebrate at Oktoberfest than Adolf Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> well, they go hand in hand. Yeah. <laughs> totally appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I, again, it, I, I really wish, oh, man, I really wish I could remember some of the other names of the bands that were there that night. 
Um, it was probably, in fact, if we weren't doing the show, I probably would have never thought of Bullet for Adolf again. Um, because of the fact that I never found anything else uh, about him. I think they were just probably just the local guys in, in uh, whatever city I was in at that time. I think it was like Pittsburgh. Nights in right outside of Pittsburgh. On your, wait, your trip from New York to Chicago? Yeah. Okay. Was that not match up right with MapQuest? <laughs> um, down into Pittsburgh, over to Cleveland, Toledo, et cetera. Yeah. That should work. Yeah. So hold on. Okay. Sorry. Maybe it wasn't, maybe it wasn't Pittsburgh. Maybe it was Scranton. Keith said MapQuest. Are we just going to let that go? <laughs> 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 All right. It, it was, guess. it was in a song I just listened to yesterday. So I, it's probably why it came to mind. Does Waze not match up with uh, New York to? Depends on what map you're looking at, but yeah, I no know. Pittsburgh. I yeah, I think you were right. Pittsburgh. I did look up. I think this was uh, it was some sort of festival you were at in Pittsburgh. I well, I, I don't think it, I don't think it was a fest, but like they had it. It was like it was probably like Friday night, and the local bar was playing. Uh, they had like four or five bands that were playing at the time. I don't think it was a specific fest, but they all had German themed names. I do remember that. Oh, trying to think what other bands could have been there. Yeah, if I remember correctly, one of those bands was kind of a German Huey Lewis in the News knockoff, but it was Himmler Lewis and the Propaganda, and they were okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and you could see why with with those groups, like I kind of at first thought maybe. Like that, they were all going to be like some, uh, you know, very German. I don't know exactly what German style rock would be. It's definitely not Hasselhoff, but it's it's like uh, it, it. It's not Norwegian black metal, but it's got its own sound to it. And I was expecting that. So when these guys came on, they really kind of threw me for a loop. Yeah, I want. I want to say, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Double Punch to Hell was was the album that I bought at the. Uh, at the merch table, I remember they they did have they had shirts that were supposed to look like um, they had like cartons of orange juice on the top because they were promoting the song Minute Maid, but it was all bullet for Adolf um, type thing with again you know somebody punching Adolf Hitler on the front um, to uh, actually probably two punches now that I think about it and um, you know that I do remember the shirt now and okay. Uh, See, I love when we do when I love when we get together and we talk about this uh, this festival because it, it it helps trigger a lot of old memories for me. Um, Did you buy a shirt, Keith? No, I I didn't. They only had up to XL. <laughs> the other song that I liked off of off of the Double Punch to Hell album was was In Your Face Hitler. <laughs> yeah, it was really yeah. I mean, it was really on on point. Um, like that one really seemed. That one really seemed to give them a, a, a totally different vibe uh, than the rest of it. Because that one has no lyrics to it referencing Hitler or anything like that. It was kind of a, a predecessor to Rammstein. I thought it was really ambitious of them you know, to do an entire album where every song was about, about punching Hitler in the face. But without actually referencing him a ton in the music. Yeah. Yeah, so so not only are they great musicians, but also great lyricists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would just call them that that stupid little schnitzel, and just like <laughs> not calling them out. And eventually, mm-hmm. it just it just kind of turned into just a, a Hitler hate, which was fine by me. Yeah, if the mass public's gonna embrace the hate of someone, that's probably one of your better choices. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I, I actually, uh, I still have a scar on my leg mm. from that show. <laughs> I got, I got knocked, uh, around in the mosh pit and I got knocked like right up by the stage and, and I, and I, I got a nice little scratch, uh, and it left a little bit of a scar. It's not a really big scar. It's just, it's a, it's a little one from 19 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's enough that I know it's still there. Wow. Well, I mean, 19 years ago, you got a little scratch and it left a scar. No, well, it was, I, no, I mean, it wasn't like a giant, like, you know, gaping wound. It was, it was. Did it, it require stitches? It probably should have. And I, I just, no, I, I. Was bone exposed? It, it probably should have required stitches. And I remember that at the bar, they had, uh, some super glue and, uh, some masking tape to put on it. Cause I didn't want to leave. I was having a good time. Got like a bar towel and it wrapped around. Tighten it real quick so it could cut the blood circulation and coagulate a little bit. Mm. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then they pinched it together, a uh, little super glue, a little masking tape, and then I went back out and got in the mosh pit for a while again. Wow. Wow. Just in time to catch mine rock. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when they they hit it big in Eastern Europe, and like when we had the, the British invasion back several decades ago, they had the Polish invasion, and that was really exciting <laughs> for those people. I had heard that they... uh there was also they they toured in France, and the French just laid down when they walked yeah. in. They surrendered their <laughs> their spirits and their their love. They surrendered their love of music for a bullet for Adolf. This is great because I I told you I looked for him a little bit. You know, in the years, you know, the, the you know couple years following my, you know, when, once I was still living here in the U.S., I didn't even think about the fact that they might that they would go hit it big overseas. I, well, here's the thing: is I don't think they're around anymore. There was like a, a like a rumor that they had all eaten cyanide capsules, um, but then there's also the they're in Brazil, possibly. Um, they they assumed a different name and they're making music down there. I don't know. I mean, those are just rumors. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, hey, guys, this is interesting. While you guys were talking, I was just seeing if there was any other information about them. Did, did you look it up or did you just remember it? No, no, I was actually looking it up while while we were discussing it. Okay. Did you know they were from Sherman, Texas originally? Did not. Hmm. Yeah, and, and actually their first, the first album they came out with was not really German-themed at all. It was called Rocks Your Lame Ass. <laughs> so still very aggressive, but not they hadn't quite gotten into the German mm. stuff hmm. quite as heavily. Hmm. Yeah. That's super interesting. I thought so too. You know, I, I mentioned Minute Maid was the song that they were selling uh that they're selling a lot of t shirts. Seemed to be the song the the big push and the people there in Pittsburgh seem to know a lot of the words to it. I think that's pretty probably a pretty big hit. That is a big hit, and we are gonna play it right now. Here is the song Minute Maid by Bullet for Adolf. All right, that was Minute Made by Bullet for Adolf off their album Double Punch to Hell. Derek, you have our last band tonight. The band is called Rosemary's Baby Carrots. 
All right, awesome. Uh, so Rosemary's Baby Carrots. Uh, there was a time in my life where uh, I would get uh, my weekly paycheck from uh, the grocery store in which I worked at, uh, was uh, you know attending classes at the local uh, community college, and uh, I would get my paycheck, and I would go right to the record store, and I well after I cash well order of operations, get the check, cash this check, then drive to the the local record store and I would do that and I would buy music and this is predating you know streaming and fancy services that everybody has now couldn't listen to something before you bought it really um so you kind of just had to like especially if you wanted to find something new right so you just kind of had to guess and there I am at the 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 record store that I liked it was called the crow's nest and I'm flipping through uh cd racks you know and they had deals like two for 1350 or is that right? Yeah, two for thirteen fifty, two for seventeen, to two for twenty two, right? And you'd be going through and you're looking, and it's like, okay, so I had one, and I'm like, well, I need to find another CD to buy to get my two for you know, uh, fourteen, you know, deal, right? Uh, so I'm going through, and I have two different options that I could choose from. Uh, one. Uh, was this band? I was like, oh, I never heard of them. What are these? The, the white stripes. And it's like, well, it's an interesting cover. And then there's another one. Another, my other choice was Rosemary's Baby Carrots. And I'm looking at it. It was a very difficult choice. Like one choice would have gave me great music. The other choice, uh, ultimately was Rosemary's Baby Carrots. And that's the choice that I went with. Um, and, and, and while I'm making a movie reference that is, uh, incorrect, uh, I'm going to still keep on rolling with this. <laughs> um, it wasn't really the Sophie's choice that I thought it was. Um, it was Rosemary's baby carrots. Um, damn it, boy. <laughs> and I remember that they were, they were kind of like a band, like you'd think, oh boy, I bet you they'd be great to listen to while I eat a sandwich and they're six feet away from me. Um, you know, screaming about how I don't sleep, I drink coffee, um, which I think was the name of their, their big, their big song, you know, I don't sleep, I drink coffee instead. They're, uh, in Chicago, we, we had, they're called pot bellies. I don't know if they're nationwide or not, but it's definitely a, a Chicago chain, uh, seeps into Wisconsin as well. And like their big claim to fame was like, they're up here in uh, Minnesota. Oh, are they? Yeah. Their claim yeah. to fame was, Hey, it's lunchtime. Here's somebody that's going to play music six feet away from you and interrupt you while you try to eat a sandwich. Um, and that, that's what Rosemary's baby carrots is to me. Um, uh, not quite coffee shop, not quite uh, a delicious sandwich shop, um, but, you know, just a place with some wooden floors and a person with an acoustic guitar screaming at you about something. Um, and they would always sell their CDs there. I'm really mad at myself that I went such a long route to make a movie reference that was incorrect. Um, so <laughs> they had the CDs sitting there. Uh, that salad hates me. They're like, oh, boy, you're quirky and you're funny. Uh, you're Rosemary's baby carrots. Um, I don't know. Didn't care for them. Uh, I don't like them now. I didn't like them then. Uh, and I pity anyone who does like them. So now that I said that, what do you guys think about Rosemary's Baby Carrots? Um, I was never a huge fan, but That's that right album, answer. 
that album has always stuck out to me uh very specifically because i was with you at crow's nest that day mm-hmm. um along with two of our other friends uh we had gotten a little bit of a fender bender yes right outside and we left a we left one guy to um deal with the cops and the other three of us went and bought cds and i remember you were like trying to figure out which one and we're like derek you gotta hurry up because we gotta get back out there Mm -hmm. like the cops just left and he wants to leave now can you please hurry up and and pick something and and that's the one you picked and uh i don't know we i don't think we really made fun of you too much for it at that time but it always stuck out to me you should have made fun of me that's the thing (laughs) Yeah, I, I, it, it always stuck out to me though because of the the rest of the uh, things surrounding the rest of the events surrounding that. You know, that was just kind of absurd that we left somebody sitting in a car by themselves to deal with um, a traffic incident, and we were like, "Well, we're going to go buy some music." Um, uh, but I think maybe we uh, we may have even listened to it immediately right after then. I don't know, but it. Or maybe I I never actually got around to listening to it, but it's it's always going to have like that that moment uh, to me stuck in my head. I remember I, I I I was not a fan, and I don't think anyone I really knew was 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 a fan. But I do I did know one guy who hmm. just I, he was the kind of guy who like loved everything, and I just one memory sticks out to me being at a uh, wedding. And like the wedding had gone on so long, so long, and like the DJ just wanted everyone to go, so he started playing um, a, a, a song from uh, Rosemary's Baby Carrots, and like this guy went out there and was just like, "Yeah, let's go!" <laughs> like out there on the dance floor trying to get it started, he was just so happy, but everyone was clearing out. It was just real sad, but not as sad as uh, Rosemary's Baby Carrots music makes most people. <laughs> I mean, it's Ugh. it's not like the lyrics are sad. It's just the execution just kind of bad. is sad. It makes you sad that people tried. <laughs> well, I, I read a review in a local paper when they came through town, and I believe the critics said it sounded like someone was murdering farm animals. <laughs> and and see, now that's sad. The idea that farm animals would be murdered is very sad. But Rosemary, Rosemary's Baby Carrots, their content isn't sad. Well, plus I love baby carrots. Who doesn't? With a little bit of hummus? Mm. Oh, hummus and baby carrots, mm. yes. They're delicious. Mm-hmm. Some ranch dressing, perhaps? Yeah. It's it's hard to explain why I dislike them so much. I don't know. I don't think it is. I think it's mainly because they're terrible. Okay. Yeah, but why are they terrible? <laughs> they just push those buttons. Like Derek said before, they're not quite coffee house uh band they're not quite a you know average sandwich shop type band and so they don't really fit into either of those categories where if they were one or the other i think everyone would love them wait wait so you're saying that if if they're appropriate for a coffee shop or a sandwich shop they would have mass appeal yeah i well maybe not mass appeal but they'd at least have a a much more group of bigger group of people who actually like them then perhaps the what the other critic said wouldn't be true, which is when you hear them, you wish you were never born. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, no, he's 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 probably accurate now because it really does it it sends you for you're you're really not sure what to think at that point because of the fact that they don't fit into one of those two types. Yeah, sandwich shops or coffee shops. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. All right, guys. Well done, everybody. I, I'm surprised at how much you remembered about those bands. It's really impressive. 
So now I it's... would love to hear a song by Rosemary. Oh Spade yeah, of course. This is the song. No, I don't... you don't. You don't want to hear a song. <laughs> <by Rosemary's Spade. laughs> I really want to. Sleep. I really want to hear. I don't sleep. I drink coffee instead. Just for old times' sake. No, because maybe maybe he... I'm older now. I'm older. I'm more mature. Maybe it's gonna fit better now. You guys hated that band so bad. I just was gonna skip the song. But since you want me to play it, this is. I don't sleep. I drink coffee instead. Come on, oh, stop complaining. By Rosemary's Baby Carrots. Just a little bit of it. That was Rosemary's Baby Carrots with the song, Ooh. I Don't Sleep, I Drink Coffee Instead. Gotta say, <laughs> gotta say, I kind of dug it. Oh, See, oh it, my God. It, it, it figures it'd be you. Right. Yeah. 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 Don't go to any weddings with Keith anytime soon, because he's going to be out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Now it's time to set our festival lineup. This is all up to you guys. You need to choose which band will open. Who will be the headliner and the order in between for the second annual Smorgasbord? Go. Hmm. Well, I think Rosemary's Baby's Carrots might need to open because we just want to get them done. Just get, them just get out that of out of the way. Yeah. Well, Bullet for Adolf doesn't exist anymore. They yeah. may be in Brazil or they may be dead. So We're, we can we can still reach out. Well, maybe there's a Bullet for Adolf tribute band. Oh, oh. I, okay. Would it be weird if we're looking for a tribute band that does weird, depressing songs? I'm sure there's got to be one out there. Okay. Because there's the Jack Officers. They do tributes. Ooh, but- ooh, ooh. What if what if Rosemary's Baby's Carrots opens, they do their songs, and then mm-hmm. they just go into Bullet for Adolf songs? Okay. It saves us some money. Um, I, I, it, it saves us some money from having to hire like an, an entire sixth band. We can get more LaCroix for Paul. Um, but they could just do like a double build open and then we get it all out. Okay. Are there any, where, where's this going? Where, where's this, uh, where's this going to be at? Yeah. Chris, did you line up a venue for us already? Oh, um, mm. this is awkward. I was really leaning on you guys to do that. Wait, do we have a whole lineup? I just blinked. Um, we had Rosemary's Baby Carrots first. They were yeah. opening. Uh, we weren't sure about Bullet for Adolf, if we can even get them. Somebody will have to contact their management. The Jack officers were were next. Well, well no, I don't no, think no, no. I don't think we actually we didn't finish we didn't finish the lineup. We Drew and I were curious where we were at where this was gonna I just I'm be just at. curious if there's gonna be water nearby. Well <clears throat> oh, we yeah. didn't have the Jack officers late because I I get tired after listening to a bunch of Jack officers, mm-hmm. um, and I'm ready to go to sleep. So yeah, uh, we might yeah. want to put they them. They might be our closer. Put the them at the end, end yeah. and then everyone gets tired. Yeah, and less grumpy. 
Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I think we could. I think there's. Yeah. I, I think it would be advantageous if we get a place that has a big old fountain in the middle, mm-hmm. and then Kid Chaos can be just there playing all the time throughout it, and anyone that happens to be by is kind of like, you know, it's like a side stage type thing. Yeah, yeah, ambient music throughout. I'm cool with that. Yeah, so we got we got the little, we got his little uh, pool fountain thing. That's it's it's out in front of the venue. So is is uh, it a kiddie pool or are we talking like the Bellagio? The Bellagio. <laughs> so, is that where we're booking the Bellagio? All right. No, I'm just saying that's that's more what I'm picturing in my head is okay. the Bellagio. Yeah. So, but the good thing is if if we get a place that doesn't have anything of that standards, uh, Kid Chaos can just like go there and they'll they'll just put it in the cells. Mm-hmm. So last year we had uh, we had Dairy Queens like performing as people were coming in to like park. So I think we keep sticking with that theme that oh. that those that those guys are out front and there's they're like playing a, as you come in. There's a fountain and it's kind of on a boulevard and cars are going in and out as they're coming yeah. in. Yeah, I dig that. Yeah, so that makes Kid Chaos kind of technically the opener because the first band you see. Then we get Rosemary's Baby's Carrots, and then we get Bullet for Adolf, and then we just need to throw two people uh, in uh, in order before we get to the Jack Officers. Because mm-hmm. we got to end with the Jack. I just we yeah. got to end with a an explosion. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you 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 want the end of the night to just you know the Jack Officer Jack Officers just leave. On everyone's face, this big smile, <laughs> and that's what you want. Glistening, so wild, you know just what? wet, just yes. All right, so I, I think so. After um, after uh, <laughs> Rosemary's Baby's Carrots plays "Bullet for Adolf" songs, mm-hmm. we go into Hip Hop Anonymous. Sure, okay, and then we go into um, "People Colored People" because, as we established, listening to the music is very happy music. Yeah, if you don't focus a ton on the lyrics and you're feeling good, you're feeling good, and then bam, you just finish with the Jack Officers. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's if, just a real crescendo, a real climax, and then bam. Can I make a slight amendment? Hmm. Mm-hmm. If people are going to listen to Rosemary's Baby Carrots, they're going to be numb. And then that's the ideal time to listen to People Color People. Because when you're just oh, numb gotcha. to the lyrics and then just like, you know, just jam and just listen, that's the time. It's kind of, we got to trick them. Especially if they're gonna put if they're gonna do bullet for Adolf songs in their style. Mm-hmm. They're they're not quite coffee shop, not, not quite low grade sandwich shop style. Yeah, mm-hmm. people might be very, very numb. It's gonna be yeah. It's like people have just walked in, they've just paid, they just got parking, they just walked like three miles, because honestly, guys, the parking situation's not good. Mm-hmm. It's they not good. jammed they jammed along though to Kid Chaos. Mm-hmm. So they've got a, got a good vibe. We bring them completely down with the first two acts. Just break so, them yeah. down. Yep. And then we go into so then we go into people colored people, where now they're confused because it's it's the type of music that the lyrics should bring you down, but the music brings you up right into hip hop anonymous, <laughs> and then everyone closes out uh, with Jack Officers. Everyone finishes. <laughs> Yep. With Jack officers. And mm-hmm. then, like, as they walk out, we can just hand out complimentary towels. Yeah. Like, everybody yeah. needs a towel. Or, ooh, 
A sock? I, I was going to say the jack officers, <laughs> they have socks that they, that like, they throw out to people. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and everyone just leaves it all out there, you know. <laughs> On the towel, or with such a grand finale, you you forget about all the earlier depressing music mm-hmm. you just heard. Yeah, <sighs> and and I think I think um, the fact that we're going to save some money uh, by having one band uh, cover the other band's songs mm-hmm. that's going to save us a little bit of money and help with cleanup at the end after Jack yeah. Officers. <laughs> here's here, here's the crazy thing about Jack Officers. Mm-hmm. Is that when when they're done when 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 they've had the finale you're kind of like looking around like what did I just listen to seriously this this is what <laughs> yeah. I was listening to yeah yeah then you're kind of embarrassed again you're just like oh <laughs> so really we're gonna get just a mass shuffling of people like heads down <laughs> yeah no nobody looks anyone in the eye everybody just just get to the car let's get out of here uh, nobody's speaking what just happened so so does. So does that mean maybe like um, maybe Kid Chaos should still be playing at the end, like just some light stuff, so that they kind of they don't feel yeah. completely awkward at the end as they go back to their car? Because you kind of just look and you you're you're looking down and then you look over and you see these goofy guys in a on, on a pool floaty and you're just like, all right, yeah, I can yeah. go to work tomorrow. <laughs> and this was the point of Schmorgus Horde to break you down, build you up. <laughs> Make you wonder what this was oh. and just walk out and go to work the next day. Go back to the family. Face them. Finally. And because, I mean, I think this is really good because we sent out surveys to the people who attended Smorgasbord 1 and they said that they liked the music, but there wasn't an emotional attachment. And we've obviously figured that out. We are year. telling a story here. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Are you guys satisfied with that lineup? I don't know. I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> it's it is such an emotional journey. After Jack officers, you should be satisfied. You're right, but yeah. Okay, so real quickly, if you wouldn't mind, if if someone would just summarize the lineup one more time. Go ahead, Drew. Oh boy! All right, <laughs> so you come in. There's Kids Chaos right there. You park. You walk in, and right away you are greeted by Rosemary's Baby Carrots. You get real down on life, and then right when you think they're done, thank God they go into Bullet for Adolf, and it's just mind numbing there. They then transition into people colored people, kind of bringing it back in, kind of like you're not supposed to listen to those lyrics, just kind of listen to the melodies, goes into hip hop anonymous, uh, finally ending with the Jack officers. Then once everyone's spent, once everyone's done, (laughs) they walk out and Kid Chaos is still playing, reminding everyone that there is a tomorrow. Life is is fine. And and it's going to be all right. And I'm going to finally be able to talk to my wife about why I spent all that money on that motorcycle. The good part is, though, the the concert ends at a reasonable hour. So you still have the rest of the evening to go do something. Mm-hmm. Right. You this listen, is done by 3 p.m. Yeah. You, you, you get the jack officers out of the way. And mm-hmm. you're just like, I feel good. Like, let's go do something. Let's, you know. Let's go out to dinner or watch a movie or something, right? My mind is clear. Mm-hmm. Even if you're just going home, you'll have time to just sort of recharge, and maybe you'll listen to the Jack Officers again. Yeah. Well, you, odds are you will. Two, three, four times in a day. I don't know. <laughs> if you're young, sure. 
I'm yeah, I'm a little bit older. I go to bed early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a problem. I keep listening to the Jackoffs. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Clearly. Oh, but I, I think that's that's really the only reason anyone's coming to this is to hear the Jack officers. So did I get that right? Was that the order we came up with? Yes. yes. Works for yes. Me. Well, okay. There's our festival lineup. We've introduced you to uh, six, I don't know what adjective to use. Diverse. Sticky. Musical acts that you've probably never heard of and some you're going to regret. Guys, thanks for joining us for the discussion to set up our 2019 Smorgasbord Tour. Before we go, let's have some promo time. Uh, Drew, you first. Where can we find Paul's show? (laughs) Let's see. Paul's show is Varmints. No, no, no. Of course I'm kidding. Uh, Drew, why don't you tell us where we can find your show? And you can find him at at Varmints Podcast. Um, It's a good good time. Oh, no. All right. So my podcast is Headline Heroes. Um, It's me, Nate, and Tanner. We get together we take a random news article wacky news headline and create a comic book superhero or supervillain origin story out of it we have a blast with it so you can check us out at at headline underscore heroes on twitter very good paul why don't you tell us where we can find your show well i am the host of the varmints podcast which is a podcast about animals uh it's the only good podcast about animals it's the only one you should be listening to the rest of them are boring not really they're all good but uh yeah uh family friendly show about animals and you can find it anywhere you get podcasts and we're on twitter varmints podcast at varmints podcasts excuse me and you can find me hanging around in the gravity beard interns facebook page that's where i i do a lot of posting and have fun very good. Thanks, Paul. Keith, tell us where we can find the Pop-Up Filmcast. Uh, you can find the Pop-Up Filmcast every other Tuesday, uh, wherever great podcasts are found. And uh, you can also check out uh, Podbean if you want to go direct to where we're serving it all up from. and uh, Or uh, we're part of the Podfix Network. You can also check us out on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. Very good. And Derek, you're the other co-host of the Pop-Up Filmcast, but did you have anything else? Now, there's one thing, one of my favorite things about yours and Keith's show is that you're always up to some sort of wild adventure. Is there anything else you're up to or promoting at this time? Uh, You can catch me at your local grocery store eating grapes. I will put them in the cart, walk around the store, I will eat them, I will not purchase anything at the grocery store, and I will leave. So... Look for me there. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Derek, the number nine, the word nine. Uh, I will also uh, be disassembling a 1957 Chevrolet uh, in my neighbor's driveway um, and then using the parts to build a robot. So, yeah, c- yeah catch me there. I mean, it, it'll, be, it'll be a good time. Very good. All right, well. Stop by Derek's grocery store or... No, your grocery store. I'm going to be at grocery oh. stores nationwide. Uh, wow, doing okay. This. Yeah. Is it purple or green grapes? Uh, I I enjoy red grapes. So Cotton oh. candy grapes? Yeah. I, the cotton candy be, grapes? You know, no, no, the red ones. Just the normal... Not the cotton... No. I don't, I don't go for some weird grape or some green grape. What do you guys... You guys are insane. Just standard hmm. old red grapes that taste... Like Tang. 
the the, the orange mixed drink. Hey, <laughs> I realized after I said that that was maybe not real the right thing. sugary drink. <laughs> yes, yeah, that tang is the tang I was talking about. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. Just normal uh, three, two, one. Nah, you're crazy. Just normal old red grapes, you know, the kind that are sweet and delicious, juicy, pop in your mouth. All right. Well, d- did you have a Derek? One more question. Did you have a website associated with your your grocery tour, your grocery grape eating tour? Yeah, it's uh, Derek does the grocery eating tour dot com slash grape fest twenty nineteen. Very good. Okay, so so check out that website yes. so you know when Derek's going to be at the grocery store in your town. Eating I'm, I'm nothing currently at all grocery stores. <laughs> At, at the same at time. time. Yes, I am okay. omnipresent. Okay, well then don't go to the website because Derek's made it very easy on you. Just go to your local grocery store and go to the section where they only serve normal grapes, not the not the weird grape flavors. Or go to neighbor's to Derek's neighbor's driveway, and that's where you'll find him. Yes. Uh, my sincere thanks to each of you for coming on the show today. Paul, thank you for hosting and for coming up with this idea in the first place. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Our pleasure as well. Let's finish up with some quick credits. We have a great Facebook group for the show. Please come join us there. It's called the Gravity Beard Interns. It's where we have serious conversations about the dumbest things ever. We also have a hotline for you to call. That number is 8522-014153, but not in that order. Uh, If you enjoyed the show, please tell other humans about it. Gravity Beard is a proud member of the Podfix Network. To find other great shows consistently creating platinum-level content, go right now to podfixnetwork.com or search at Podfix on Twitter. If you'd like to support the show financially, you can do so by searching Gravity Beard, all one word, at patreon.com. The music on the show is by Silent Partner. You can find them in the YouTube audio library. For all of my friends, Paul, Drew, Keith, and Derek... I'm Toph, your host. You've been listening to Gravity Beard. It's what your ears will want to be listening to. Good day. Bye. Bye, everybody. I need another LaCroix. Plane, please. Oh, for God's sake. This was a podcast from the Podfix Network. shows like it at podfixnetwork.com. Have fun editing that.